0: Welcome to the Road to Growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Realtor anyone knows anything about me, Realtor. I'm really into sci-fi, kind of geek out and that kind of stuff. And I always say, if you could upload your consciousness to a computer, would you do it for your next generations? And Story File has like kind of like a similar theme. With a lot more safety to it, right there. But yeah. AI interactive. Well, how would you describe it, Heather?
1: You know, it, what you just said was really cool. I mean, it is, we've, we've, it's been said before that we're doing things that was only available, like you could only imagine in sci fi yeah. or in movies before, but we're making it real. And that is, you know, you can actually have a conversation with a video of, a, of an individual and have a back and forth, get to know them through the the video that they've left you. So it's, yeah, it's a really cool, it's an, it's an amazing experience. It's an amazing experience to do the interview with your family. And it's an amazing experience for you as the interviewee as well.
0: Well, I mean, let's rewind, Heather. I mean... I, there, there's probably going to be a really strong story that came up with this idea. Was this young Heather? I mean, where, where did this idea even come from?
1: Um, So I got involved in doing these um, immersive, you know, kind of experiential exhibitions. Okay. And they always seem to revolve around the Holocaust or genocide mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And So I was having a lot of conversations with Holocaust survivors specifically. And it just occurred to me one day when we were in between takes um, and I was sitting down chatting with a survivor that my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, grandchildren grandchildren would never have the same opportunity that I was having. Mm -hmm. And they were just so inspiring. And so then I started thinking about the whole generation that you know they call it the the greatest generation but it's they have so much to teach us and so many different life experiences that we probably my generation probably won't have to go through or won't go through the you know the advances in technology the the complete change of life you know it's just it's an it's an amazing thing they didn't have microwaves they didn't have you know some of them didn't even have Freezers, you know, it just it. They lived through an unprecedented period of of the growth in this world, and I just wanted to capture that, and I wanted to capture it in a way that I just didn't have to sit down and watch, you know, a two and a half hour video or a four hour video of this person just talking about their life. I wanted to ask the questions. I wanted my curiosity to lead the conversation, and. What I later found out you know, or maybe I intuitively knew this, you learn six times better when you're having a conversation, you're asking questions versus reading or watching a video. Mm. So it it just it makes sense why you know we learn things from the minute we're born through asking questions, through trying things out, through you know watching other people as we grow up why not continue that with people that we don't necessarily have access to, but why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we all be able to talk to a president and ask them our own questions and learn about them? Why shouldn't we be able to talk to our great-great-grandparents? Why shouldn't we be able to talk to um, a person maybe that was just diagnosed with a disease that you were diagnosed with yesterday or that morning? And you want to find out what you're going to go through, you know? Why shouldn't we find out physics from the best teacher in the world, <laughs> the best physics teacher in the world? You, um, get your questions answered right away instead of sending an email and getting a, a response the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, why shouldn't you just be able to go to the go to any site, ask a question verbally, get an answer? And that, and you're done. So that's what we wanted to build.
0: You you talked about that. This all kind of stemmed from, I guess, the whole Holocaust Mm -hmm. uh, event that you were filming. So were you, was it your business or were you just, were you a a videographer or what was your background
1: before? No, background was in exhibition design. Um, So it was, I had my own company. I thought of this concept and it was really, it was kind of, me imagining and taking things that I saw happening in technology and in the world and saying, okay, if you could do this, then why can't you do that? Okay. Um, so I went to a couple different organizations that I knew I'd have to partner with in order to actually produce it. So I partnered with those institutions. We didn't know if it would work the, the way I, I had envisioned. Um, it took about four or five years until we knew it worked um, and quite a bit of money later. <laughs> but it um, it did exactly what we wanted it to do, which was make a connection, a real connection through these conversations that people were able to have with people that didn't have to be present to have them.
0: Getting back to, I guess, the the idea of starting a business. I mm. mean- what was that? What was the original business venture that kind of got you on track to, I guess, to build this company? What was that original business that you started?
1: Yeah. So as we were going around the world and we were having people interact with the survivors and they, you know, we needed people to ask them questions and we needed data.
0: Okay.
1: The one thing that we kept getting, the one question we kept getting was, can I do this myself? Oh my God, this is so cool. Can I do this with the founder of our company? can i do this with my aunt who's just diagnosed with this this would be amazing for teaching kids i mean we got this question constantly for years at least two and a half years before we we said all right we stopped around i think it was around 2016 we stopped and said all right what would it need to what would need to happen for us to really do this technology wasn't quite there yet Mm. Then, in about 2017, we said, "I think that we can actually do it." So we started. We started Storyfile in order to make this technology, this methodology, or this technology, or this way of communicating. We started this company to make it ubiquitous. So we started this company with the idea that everyone will be able to have a Storyfile for themselves. They would be using story files in their daily life. Companies would be using it. People would be using it. Teachers would be using it. Everyone who just you know has these questions asked of them all the time. Hmm. Think about the conversations that you have probably, in, you know, and people ask you the same questions. Yeah. What if they talk to your story file, you answered those same questions, and then the time that they actually got with you, your conversation would be completely different. So it's, and it's just getting people to know about other people, getting them to know each other. Think, you know, you could talk to someone in a different corner of the world that you would never go to, never be, and learn what their life is like. And learn about them. Um, it's It just gives you access to knowledge. How about that? No, I mean it's great. I mean
0: so so the 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 original I guess core business that was before Storyfile if I'm if I'm reading the lines was doing what Storyfile is doing now but more on the corporate level with like bigger events and you were kind of filming it you were actually kind of coordinate the AI but Storyfile brings it more to the masses for an individual can do it.
1: Yeah, we had to build we had to build a platform. Um, And we had to build an automated system because the the work that I was doing with the Holocaust survivors was very manual Yeah, and it took a long time to produce. So we needed to, you know, get that down to a couple hours (laughs) and have everything automatically, um, processed and were, you know, and, and, and put together and, you know, out comes your story file in real time. Um, that was the only way it was really going to work.
0: But, um, um,
1: so we started Storyfile in order to build that that infrastructure. That now
0: platform. the the I guess the the end user, mm. I, or I guess not the end user, but more the person that's paying the bills, right? Now it's going to be the individual paying the bills. I'll be back then it might be a company or entity. So you're only negotiate or conversing or sorry go ahead. well we
1: license yeah we license our back uh we license a SaaS platform called conversa okay and it basically allows companies to make their own story okay. file content yeah um you know we have major major companies that license that platform
0: what's what's the difference though of selling to a company compared to selling to an individual because that's it would is it is it i mean pretty different or is it fairly similar or how do you look at it?
1: Um, you know, at the end of the day, companies are just made out of people. OK, and it's all about developing content for a specific audience. Okay. So it's not that different. I think that the difference between this is um, right now, the technology in the, is so new mm-hmm. that we need to help uh the companies kind of think about it how to use it best how to be most efficient produce them most efficiently um you know help them with the scripting and help them with the you know the what do you want the end user to experience for individuals and individual families It's more about taking kind of a white glove approach where we walk you through, this is how you set up your computer. This is, you know, do you want to use a a webcam? Do you want to use your computer camera? Do you want to be interviewed by someone else? Do you want to do it yourself? Um, Let's think about lighting. Let's think about where you want to do it. Let's think about what you're wearing. Um, So it's a little more personal, sure. Um, And then picking out, you know, picking, helping them pick out the questions that they should be answering to best represent and talk about their life uh we do all of that with clients so
0: so maybe a, a, i guess a little more hand holding is kind of like the well, you know the- yeah because
1: it's so new nobody knows yeah. you can i mean talking to video isn't it will be a thing in five years everybody will be talking to video yeah you know, through these story files that will be developed. You'll be able to talk to the director of the film you're going to go see over the weekend. You know, <laughs> you it'll, it's just, it'll be a thing. You know, you'll be able to talk to your 15-year-old self. Mm-hmm. You, your kids will be able to talk to you at 15 or 30 or 40, you know, it's kids kids will do it every five, 10 years, probably same list of questions and then add on as they experience different, you know, that gets go through different life cycle events. Um, It's they'll use it in customer service. They'll use it in banking. They'll use it in finding products or um, onboarding. When you get a new job, you'll talk to story files in order to be trained and in order to get information after you're trained that you forgot. (laughs) So (laughs) um, yeah, there's so many, I mean, you know, one of the best use cases there are, there's a teacher that wants to use it. She teaches autistic kids and they're constantly trying to get them to socialize and be comfortable having conversations with people. Hmm. And what a better way than to put them on with these individuals that they don't know, and then allow them to have conversations and practice asking questions and maintaining that conversation. Um, There's a gentleman that was diagnosed with ALS uh, who did an amazing uh, story file for his family. He had two very young children. It's a very sad situation, but those children will be able to get to know him the only memory that they'll have of of him is probably going to be in a, in a state where he can't physically talk to them or, Hmm. you know, walk around and things like that. So the story file allows them to see who he was before all of that happened. Um, It also allows you to clone your voice because you're taking, you've got such a wide, you know, you've got such a lengthy database of your voice that you can use that to train these computers that talk for you after you, after you've lost your ability to speak. Oh. So, um, yeah, it's a, some people are doing some amazing things with it. We're really excited to see how creative people can get <laughs> How
0: with, and I know it's not a uh, story file, but the, I guess the company you had before that, mm. was, that was more of corporations. how has technology changed from when you originally started, with the other company into yeah. how it is today?
1: Uh, the infrastructure, you know, when I said earlier that we had to wait until there was infrastructure and we'd be able to do what we wanted to do, yeah. um, things like 5G or thing and things like video upload, and download, um, computer capacities, uh, processing power, um, the video, the, the cameras on your devices, uh, speech recognition has gotten so much better over the years, natural language processing. We're constantly pushing natural language processing in order to make the conversations more realistic. That's come a long way in the last six years. Then you consider from the professional studio shoots that we used to do for, um, like we'll do for museums still, or we'll do for corporation companies that want to do, um, you know, maybe they want to interview their board over the last, you know, 50 years, whoever's still alive. Um, so the cameras, if they want to do a, a um, what we'd call a, uh, now I'm spacing on the name. Ah. Um, uh, you film for uh, you film for three sixty. Um, I'm spacing on it. Anyway, you film for three sixty, so you can put that character into like AR situation or VR space, or um, the idea is that when true hologram technology comes about, like the little glasses from Apple or you know HoloLens, et cetera, etc., you'll be able to process that information, that data that you've captured, and put that visual you know visualize it through these new displays so it's um that that capture has come a long way and what you can do with that that data has come a long way just things like that i think for the most part
0: how far out do you think that would be for um where you can actually have these conversations like you're saying with like through vr uh and other goggles
1: as soon as the goggles, the as soon as the devices come out.
0: Okay. You know, do you have an idea? I mean, like
1: ten years down the road. I. Years. I've been years. waiting for them for three, four years, so okay. I don't know what's <laughs> taking them so long. I can't say. <laughs> um, I do know that they that Apple just bought a company that that was supposedly produced the lenses for them, so they can't be that far away.
0: Huh. You know. Well-
1: um i don't know i i i thought that Magic Leap would crack it and they they didn't seem to do it so we'll see we'll see who who's able to do it but you have to have the processing power that's what i think most of the companies are working on right now i know we are is in order to process that data in order to produce a vr 360 image of you in a vr space so you're putting a 360 visualization inside of another visualization that you can walk around in um that's that's a lot of processing power to do that so and it takes a long time if you don't have that processing power so it's prohibitive really if if you don't have some sort of mega, uh computer system that is rigged up to actually do it um, which they're getting they're getting pretty, you know. They're getting better at uh, they will, and it'll continue to come down in price. So,
0: what do you? Th- what has been, I guess, the the biggest like hurdle you've had to kind of work through in building a uh, mm-hmm. story? Wow.
1: Uh, you know, it's tough when you're you're trying to shift behavior. Let's say. Mm, okay. You know, it's um, it. I think you just because you have the technology to do something doesn't necessarily mean that it has a commercial application mm-hmm. or that people are ready for it. So it, you have to time it. I think a lot of times it it has it has to be a moment where you have to really prove your case. You have to really show people how easy it is to do and the the value of it um and then just slowly slowly work through the entire world and get them all on board <laughs> using it you know it's it just it will become ubiquitous and everybody will be using it it's just a matter of time
0: what's the, what's the best method cuz i mean i know on your instagram you have mm-hmm. some interactions where you you can watch uh, like the uh, we talked about a Santa one, where the kids can <laughs> talk to Santa on there. Mm-hmm. I mean for for you, what's been the the best way of getting the message out there uh, about Storyfile?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, probably PR uh, more than anything, people read about it. Oh, uh, right. they or they see it in action somewhere through something through some channel uh they the the one thing I would say is you have to try it for yourself. yeah. And because it's it's like go on go on to storyfile.com and have a conversation with William Chatner, for example. Um, that's when you really feel, oh yeah, I get it. Like that's the kind of the aha moment and what it and then you realize what it could do.
0: Has there been any kind of times where, you've maybe had negative kind of responses where this the people say it's not going to work or things like that
1: you know what never
0: wow okay that's great
1: not one (laughs) we've had people that they you know obviously have chosen not to invest (laughs) but (laughs) but not one of them has said it's because they don't think it'll work or it's not a great idea or it's not a great product that's not that's typically not their reason um it actually we've never had anyone say that they weren't going to invest because they didn't think it would work
0: is it usually like what, what's usually the reason um for not investing them? yeah
1: um I call it the Goldilocks syndrome <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, either, you're either this one's too soft this one's too hard oh you're not you know you you're you're too in the middle you're too. you know one over this way for this person and this way you're you're too consumer you're too entrepreneur you know you're too SaaS product it it just it's finding that perfect match you know with with investors and who gets it you know how who really really gets it and wants to be on this journey of literally changing the way that we communicate Mm -hmm. you know you changing behavior for people having Giving people, allowing people to have access to, you could have access to literally millions of people's uh, millions of stories mm-hmm. from individuals. It it and and just ask your own question, get an answer from whomever you want to talk to. It's it's a you need to. It takes a special kind of investor to really understand and want to be on a journey like that
0: we i mean usually in the podcast we've, we've talked about okay well how did you start the company where did the idea come from mm-hmm. i mean how did you par- find your partner and that kind of stuff and because mm-hmm. i have such a so much excitement about Storyfile and, and mm-hmm. kind of what you guys offer we never kind of did that so i mean one of the questions that I, i'd probably have is if you were to start another company that's totally step uh, separate from Storyfile uh, for people especially for people listening I mean, what is something you would like the first thing you would do to go, hey, here's I have this great idea. I need to find a partner. I need to do find an investor. I mean, what would be that, that first thing you would do?
1: If I were to do something, something other, than totally different,
0: like so, so if, if someone else is listening, they can kind of take that nugget away of going, hey, you know what? I, I want to start this business. I mean, hmm. is it is there something that you that pops in your head? Go, This is any entrepreneur needs to do this before they start a company
1: before they start a company or before
0: or early on, just make something that's like. Uh, I know I'm throwing you in the spot right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, OK, so as far as starting your company, know what you're good at, know what you're not good at. OK, Wait, you know, what are you strong at? What are you not strong at? Um, get the best people around you that are good at what you're not good at. Um, I would encourage people, you know, a lot of people say, I don't want to look stupid in front of this one or that one or, you know, an investor or this or, um, but truly, who's expected to know everything? And if you haven't done something, you need to learn how to do it and you need to learn fast. And the best way to do that is to talk to people, ask them questions. um, And when you don't understand something, have them explain it to you. Um, until you understand or you feel comfortable understanding by the way, which could take a few different questions. Um, curiosity, I would say that that's probably been one of my greatest strengths being never having that, that curiosity squashed in me as a child. Um, Or maybe I'm just a very unusually curious person. Um, As for ideas for businesses, I really honestly can't think of anything at the top of my head right now. Um,
0: No, I think think it's good just the idea of being (laughs) curious. I mean, and being okay with something of not knowing everything. I think in this day and age, uh, (laughs) there's so many experts out there and you think, oh, I have to be an expert of everything. But... Now being okay. I mean, and that's where story file comes in, right? Where you can ask questions <laughs> and not feel like you're going to offend someone because you're talking to, uh, uh, AI right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it. You know, you can have conversations that maybe you wouldn't even have with people. Like I've, I've wanted to have so many conversations with so many different p- kinds of people, but I've been afraid, you know, I, you either are afraid because they'll get angry or you'll, you're afraid of hurting them. You're afraid of, uh, you know, just, I, I don't know. But you, I would still love to be able to ask someone and have those conversations and understand mm-hmm. as much as I can.
0: Well, I almost, I guess I kind of have to ask you. Yeah. Who's the per, first person off the top of your head that you, if you could have any conversation that you haven't had mm-hmm it would be with the dead or alive.
1: Oh, dead or alive. Oh, that's hard. Gosh. I, I mean, we have a list of hundreds of people. <laughs> we do Dead and alive. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it breaks my heart every, every time I have to cross one off because they've passed away. Like Aretha Franklin, for example, or just mm-hmm. different people. Um, God, a conversation. Um, I don't know, maybe a JFK or a Hillary Clinton or um, Lewis, John Lewis, uh, Gorbachev. You know, I. Uh, would have loved to have had a conversation with Nelson Mandela, or even if his, even his wife, for that matter, Winnie. Um, yeah, it. But I, I'm one of those people. I think that um, I don't think there's been one person I've ever talked to in my life that I haven't learned something about. Wow. And so, whether that's I mean, anyone really, the person that works at the store next to me behind the counter. Um, it could be, you know, one of our, one of the, my colleagues here that I, I learn from every day. Um, a person that comes and fixes something from my, in my house, I learn something every day. And it just... I don't think it should ever end. And yeah. no matter who, the, there isn't a person, if you've lived a life, you have something to teach
0: others, I,
1: I, no matter what that story you're experiencing.
0: I, I totally agree. And I think that's a, the sad thing. I think a somewhat sad thing about our society is that mm-hmm. not everyone believes that. Um,
1: yeah. Thank,
0: thank you, Heather, uh, mm-hmm. for being on the Road podcast Podcast. podcast. Any last words of wisdom that you want to put out there?
1: Hmm. Gosh. Um, just keep asking questions. Keep having conversations, try, try and just listen, ask questions, listen, and then ask some more and listen some more.
0: Well, Ken, thank you so much, uh, Heather, for being on the, the podcast. Hope everyone listening got some great nuggets. I mean, if, if simply you got just ask questions, be curious, and be okay with being curious yeah. and being okay with basically not knowing everything, you know, that's going to be great enough right there. I mean, and and if someone makes fun of you for not knowing everything, that's probably a person that you don't want to be around. So, you know. <laughs> that's so true don't don't worry about that Um, and if you can do one thing go on the show notes go find story file reach out to Heather thank you guys thank you for listening to the road to growth success of an entrepreneur please like subscribe and stay connected visit www.theenriquesgroup.com yeah I created a website hope to see you again next week the Enriquez Group signing off